Justin. What? Nothing. Did you know that George Lucas says Rogue One is the best movie ever, and he liked it a lot? Oh, we're starting. Yeah. Okay. It's the way you got to do it. Okay. You got to get in there. Yeah, I actually did hear that. Whatever the director's name was like, oh my God, Lucas Chan liked my shit. Gareth Edwards? Yes. Yeah. And apparently a gold stamp by Lucas is primo shit rather than looking at his past work of the prequels. I don't know. Whatever. No. Did he like the, did he like episode four, part two? I don't know. Did he? I, I He did not. He didn't actually. Yeah, George Lucas said that he thought it was it was derivative and bad, and that they didn't take any risks. And he got criticized for it in public, you know, because he sold the company to Disney, and then he came out and said, "I hate what they did with this stuff." So people said, "Oh, he just has sour grapes," but I actually think he turned out to be pretty right about that. That or you know, the Mouse Squad went to his house and left a. Horse head in his bed. That's what Clark said. That. They took all his metformin and they're keeping it under lock and key, so they're controlling what he says now. But yeah, it sounds like high praise, though. If you if you get the thumbs up from George in that he said that it wow it was a very different Star Wars movie, like that's what he had hoped they would do with Force Awakens was mm-hmm. taken in a really different direction. So maybe there's hope for this movie yet, despite all of the terrible teaser trailers and dialogue is that this we've movie seen. Out, or is it like December 16th? So next week. Friday. Sometime. It's five days from now. Next Friday. Okay. So we're going to the midnight release. Yeah. Okay. I have my Jedi costume, so. Okay. What if I brought a laser pointer that was turned up all the way so it popped balloons? Then they could deflect it. <laughs> Are they Jedi or not, Justin? That's what I want to know. There could be one or two in there. You don't know. I, I, I don't know. You really don't know. I don't, actually, based on seeing some YouTube videos of people taking the other movie premieres a little too seriously. But so the Star Wars premieres or like the Star Lord Wars. of the Rings? Star Wars premieres. I mean, okay. Lord of the Rings, like, it's conceivable you could dress up as a guy with armor and a sword and stuff. But I mean, you could just be really short with hairy feet. I mean, that's... Right. You could be a midget with a hair problem. But people who dress up as the the Jedi Knights and uh, enthusiastically reenact their lightsaber battles in the walkways of the theater after the film is over, perhaps there should be counseling available at Cinemark locations. Yeah. Come sit down on the vinyl couch and just, uh, it's not really, you know, right? There might not be any Jedi dress up, though, because there are no Jedi in this movie. I thought there Except for the one was. they did a month of reshoots to put back in. No, is that not there's true? no Jedi in the movie. That that guy is not a Jedi. Oh, great. So I think the most... Maybe you'll see a lot of people dressed up as Darth Vader because he has a small role in the movie. He's in the movie for 15 minutes. You're really shooting there. He's going to be in there for like three minutes. He will have a walk-by part of like, hey, did you get those plans yet? Okay. I think 15 minutes was his actual total screen time in the original movie. Maybe they're going to try to get the exact amount of time in. Yeah, it's like a throwback. It's it's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Gareth Edwards slash... I'm just going to call him Gareth Abrams because there's no way J.J. Abrams wasn't whispering poison in his ear. Man. Jar Abrams. Do you have anything else to talk about, by the way? Did you want to... I wanted to segue. I wanted to segue on that. Okay, we can come back to that. I wanted to talk about something else about this movie. Okay, fine. Fuck you. I'm sorry, but this is this is important. I segue, why, why, aren't you, why aren't you excited about talking about Rogue One, Justin? Huh? I don't care. Rogue One's going to be gonna be the next greatest hit. Straight from the lands of Disney. And then they can sell you plastic shit. Ollie, they, but this all, is important. Justin what? just got paid... What? This What's is, important? What's this important? is a very important development. Scientists on the internet have analyzed the soundtrack for Rogue One. Okay? Yeah. And they've taken the titles of the different pieces of music and found one that references something George Lucas had as an idea back in the 70s about Star Wars. 
Would you like to know what it is? What's that? <clears throat> I'll tell you. It's that... Hold on. <clears throat> it's that Star Wars is a story that is being narrated and shown to us by immortal beings called the Wills, W-H-I-L-L-S, who are immortal observers of the universe and chronicle what people do. And that sounds like something Disney would have flushed down the toilet. I haven't... I don't think that's going to show up in there at all. Yeah. Yeah, Disney would can that shit really fast. Okay. I mean, that's like... <laughs> they don't have any tolerance. Expanded universe, legacy, whatever yeah. the type shit is called. They don't tolerate that kind of like out there weird bullshit that nobody but the small super fans would understand. They're, they're not interested in those people. They want to sell to like everybody. Yeah, the Star Wars movies themselves are going to be, you know, as many people as you can get in the theaters. Okay. So they're not going to do weird shit like that. Where, it, I, I don't know. All right. Where like the engineers are, you know, telling the story of, you know, Star Wars while making aliens. I'd like to think you guys are right, but I'm not going to put it past them to do something fucking stupid. Like the ancient Jedi wrote all this stuff down and everything that's happened before will happen again. It's poetry. Okay. I just rhymes. imagine those people analyzing the songs and whatnot are yeah. like, you know, a beautiful mind type rooms. Yeah. No. Where they have like. <laughs> they're, they're the Pizzagate investigators, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that wasn't even a room, though, that he was in. It was like a fucking shed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Beside his house. It was a pretty small shed. No water, no electricity, <laughs> just lots of. Lines going everywhere into yeah. pictures. But, I, I don't know. Luke Skywalker is hiding out in an ancient Jedi temple that's actually an, an island off the coast of Ireland with ancient prehistoric Celtic huts on it. How is he getting food? Oh, who the fucking knows? That's one of the many things. How did Yoda get food there. on Dagobah? He uh, made Yoda, that like disgusting yeah, root stew. That's, that's probably what, he, what Luke's yeah, eating. Well, <laughs> he's on a rock in the middle of the ocean, it looks like there's just, you know, a bit of grass and fish, stuff. Fish, I guess. Maybe he eats a lot of yeah, fish. Yeah, maybe he has a fish Did basket. Did he sear it with his lightsaber? No, remember he gave his lightsaber to the Oh, yeah, so goggles. what the fuck is he doing? No, 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 is... he has his green lightsaber. Oh, you're right. Yeah. No, the, the other one that fell out of the bottom of Cloud City was recovered with a, a big magnet. What? Yeah. I, who, who fucking cares? J.J. Abrams with his gelled douche hair to make himself look two inches taller and his Cuban lifts and his feet gain four inches overnight. Manlets must be gassed. I'm I sorry. think they call them Stallones. Okay. Yeah. Maybe in Hollywood. That's Just like the, they call the Girdles, Shatners. <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm fucking telling you that there's going to be something stupid related to the Jedi or an ancient race of machine gods or something. Just something dumb. There has to be. No, they're just, they're just magical wizards who have laser sticks. And that the <laughs> Sith revolting against them was like the Butlerian Jihad or something of the Star Wars universe. And the, the Jedi have psilocybin spores in their blood that talk to the universe. <laughs> oh, it's like uh, the Irkwan Masters. Star Control. It's great. The little spore race. Did you ever play that game, man? I was subjected to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I know like... Myself and someone else always like berated you for like not playing it while we were playing it. But did you ever actually go and play it? No, I played Star Control before. Okay. I probably fucking played it before you guys did, but it was that the whole mushrooms, when you trip on mushrooms, you're connected to the space spores thing that I never bought into. Yeah, no, it's because of those mushroom race people. They <laughs> spread the spores throughout the galaxy. That's, that's what I was never on board with and was berated for, was the mushrooms as the universal connection theory. The, the mushy chlorians, if you will. <laughs> well, fuck yourself. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, we're gonna have a giant cross universe, you know, fanfic going on here with Twenty One Jump Street, Men in Black, <laughs> Star Wars, Star Control. Awesome. There are some other cool things though about this movie that are really different. There's no Star Wars opening title crawl. Oh, apparently they're just okay. they, they're doing away with that for all the standalone movies that's fine with me yeah so that'll be something different i mean though to be fair though what would the rogue one thing say it would be like the episode four title crawl and then like they change a sentence at the end then like princess leia hasn't gotten the plans yet <laughs> they're gonna get them gonna get them right dot 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 i don't know the trailer that they the last trailer i saw was interesting 
I mean, even beyond the, you know, I want you to steer the desktop plans, that whole thing. Like, apparently the whole plan comes as a result of Felicity Jones's character giving an impassioned speech to Jimmy Smits and Bon Mothma at the little round table thingy. Okay. Just like Samwise Gamgee gives that one guy an impassioned speech, and he's like, yeah, all right, fuck it, I'm going to let you hobbits go. Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll see. I mean, what? Whatever. Well, it's only five days away, but. <sighs> Why? Why you gotta do it? I don't know, man. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, J.J. So, Abrams, Jar Jar Abrams. What? Oh, just J.J. Abrams did some work on Westworld. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what a good segue. You fucking bastard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What what would you like to tell us about J.J. Abrams' work on Westworld? I didn't see a lot of lens flare shots. Didn't really have much flying spaceship. But I guess he really wasn't. He wasn't the director. He was some sort of producer. It would have been way position. way fucking different. Yeah, if you were in charge of this creatively. He would have, like, had all the gunshots have, like, explosions and shit, and... Would have had lots of, like, uh, every, slow, slow-mo repeats of people drawing their guns. Every time they went outside of a building, there'd be, like, a whoosh flare type going on. I imagine that the train would have gotten bombed or something and had a extended 30-second CGI scene of it flying off the tracks and blowing up in midair. Yeah, while the man in black, like, was hopping between the cars and running upside down. Mm-hmm. You fucking know what would have happened if J.J. Abrams was in charge of that. There's one I want to talk about, though. Uh, fuck. What, a news story? Yeah. Something to do with Westworld. Oh. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot find the origin of this, but there was an article that I th- I'm 99% sure was a troll article that people took seriously, but mm-hmm. there the, the was a story like that was dressed up as the original idea behind Felix and the rest of the body shop guys is that they all had Down syndrome, and they had the retards doing it, but they couldn't find an actor with Down syndrome, so they decided an Asian guy was close enough. What about all the other, like, butcher guys who are... I know. I, know. I mean, they, they seem sh- weird, like, but they're not retarded, so I don't know. That seems like, you know, some person just, you know, trying to grasp at straws to get an article written for someone to click on it for advertising. Oh, no, I think that it was just um, a great troll article that I thought was hilarious that people took seriously. Oh, so all Because the, the report was that Felix's actor was furious he was cast as you know, a close enough analog to somebody with Down syndrome. Oh, that sounds like bullshit to me, but... I know, it does. Well, especially because Anthony Hopkins says at one point that they've gotten rid of all the genetic diseases, so I guess Hitler did rise again in Westworld's timeline. Or they just, you know, use CRISPR to get rid of all the diseases in the world. That's some pretty brutal eugenics. Hey, man, whatevs. I'm whatevs. I'm okay for that. You're, you're down with it? I mean, not eugenics in particular, but getting rid of all diseases. Ooh. What about diseases of the mind that plague people like Dr. Ford and make him crazy? He's not crazy. He's evil. He was perfectly rational. He just wanted to create a new race of robots. He's people. a fucking white male with all that money and power, Justin. Okay. It's horrible. Okay, well, whatever. Can, Arnold I mean, was there. He had a bunch of power and money, and too. And Arnold made... And, and Ford killed Arnold by reprogramming the Aryan robot. No, that was Arnold who did that. Ford did it. What are you talking about, man? Arnold thought it was part of the plan, but Ford orchestrated it all along. He was pulling the strings. No, no, no. You're just trying to troll me now. I, I am trolling you hard, because I'm reading all these theories about people trying to justify the whole thing as Ford planned it all. That's what I wanted to talk about, I guess, is the, the end. Begin at the end, mm-hmm. where I, I didn't understand what the master plan was. I think I texted you after I watched it. So the master plan is to kill all these rich people who control the company? The, the whole plan, <laughs> the way I see it, is Arnold 
originally saw these robots as people because they're getting closer and some of them even found, you know, their inner voice and consciousness type stuff. So they're like, we can't open the park. We can't open the park. And at the time, Ford was like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And then, you know, Arnold, to make a point, pretty much said, okay, well, the robots, you know, have feelings and, you know, they're alive. They're not just robots that you can program. So I'm going to have them, you know, kill me as, you know, a way to make the park not open. So they are seen as bad and evil and they can just live out their lives. Or be shut down, whatever. I don't know what his plan was, really. But then Ford's like, oh, that's sad. Okay, whatever. And then he comes to, over like the 30-year period between the two events, like the now-ish timeline and then the past timeline in the show, he okay. came to grips with like, okay, these robots, you know, really are people. And that's the whole purpose of the maze because it's like a metaphor for, you know, <laughs> finding your consciousness. Okay. And then he's like, okay, well, be free, my new race of people robots and he's like robot uprising time up there the proletariat rah, rah, rah. okay fight the power <clears throat> okay yeah so he just said okay i i believe these people these robots are actually alive and on the same level as humans so I'm to, with you there. I understand yes. Ford's motivations, but then his master plan is to have the robots come kill all the people who control the park, and nobody outside the park is supposed to care that they, all this big slaughter happened. Oh, I mean, people are going to care. I mean, when, you know, word of it gets out, it's going to be like, oh, shit, there's robot uprising, you know, in Westworld. So. I mean, there's not that many robots is what I'm getting at, so it wouldn't, wouldn't really be that hard to just kill them all. It's more the fact that these robots can now pretty much interact with humans. Like, if they were to get out of the park, you know, could be sitting right in front of me where you're sitting, and there's a robot right there. I wouldn't know. So it's sort of like, okay, go free, go be free after your robot uprising and infiltrate the humans and live with them and whatnot. Until somebody finds out, like, that they're all sterile, can't have kids, and... It's a, hey, we've been together 15 years, and you look as good as you did on day one. <laughs> they don't age. <laughs> Their muscles are made of fucking white 3D-printed jizz. I mean, there's, there's a few giveaways here. There's a few tells. He's, <laughs> he sees it as, you know, being a god and creating a new race. That's what I feel like it is. So he's just like, okay... New race, go do what you want. Right up, right? But, oh, but if that were his plan, though, it's like, why wouldn't you just let them go? Like, just turn off your, your bomb detonator radio signal or whatever. Because there's no way that the <clears throat> investors of the park would allow for something like that to happen with all the different people having oversight over different things. He couldn't just say, like, okay, well, I'm going to turn off all this stuff and just release the robots because, you know, everyone who put money into it, millions of dollars, would be like, no, you're not just releasing robots. We want, you know, return our investment. So he saw a way to get out of that as, you know, oh, just kill everyone in Robot Uprising. I was let down by that, personally. Just like I was really let down by the, the robot escape thing and the, the going through the glass rooms there. Oh, well, <clears throat> actually, I read something about that. There was, in the episode... I think two episodes ago where they had the demonstration where Clementine was attacking the like host pretending to be a person or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Ford said something, you know, after Bernard got fired uh, that was like, Oh, you know, I think the director said, or the one girl, I can't remember her name, the new director or board member or something like that. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, but I don't. I don't know anybody's name except for Ford and Arnold and and Man in Black. Like, I don't okay. Care. Anyway, so uh, she said something like, "Oh, this is going to be a huge undertaking, you know, by QA and whatnot." And Ford said something along the lines of, "Oh, you know, I can automate all of a lot of you know those type of tasks for QA." So people were saying, "Oh, the reason why all those security guards weren't you know actually shooting, you know, Hector and what's her face, Snake Lady." Arm sense, I think, or arm sense. Snake lady. Anyway, and uh, 
you know, Maeve and Felix was because they were actually host program not to shoot them or just, you know, Stormtrooper style, like shoot up and to the left rather than on target. To let Maeve get away to enhance her narrative? Yeah. It was all part of Ford's plan to actually, you know, have the security guards not actually kill anyone, anyone trying to escape or just be really bad at it. But what about all the people who actually died, like the creepy gay rapist kid? I don't think anyone's going to miss him. No no one cares? Nobody's going to miss that kid. (laughs) Okay. Although it was hilarious. Like when he turned around after the glass shattered and he just has like a boner sticking up through his apron. (laughs) Like, oh God. That's what I was really... Details, HBO. That's great. I was really confused by it. It's like all the the Navy SEAL military guys are such horrible fuck-ups. And then if your theory is correct, they still just like jam a amputation saw through some gay kid's chest like ah just you and me now buddy (laughs) (laughs) but no one died no i mean that that kid died and the other guy in the examination but what i don't understand actually going back to that scene the other guy not the gay creeper kid whatever the guy who's working on snake lady guy who's working on snake lady says something like oh man not again you know we're gonna get in trouble if you keep doing this yes I don't really know what sort of workplace it's okay for, you know, to be fucking, you know, a fleshlight or something just like 10 feet away from your coworker and the coworker actually knowing about it. In a glass room. In a glass room where anyone else on the floor can see you. Well, this is going back to my argument about the, the spooky behavior tablet that we, we cannot have. It's the evil totem. And then in one episode later, like... We got dots in here. See, nobody cares. What? Like Jurassic Park. In the beginning of Jurassic Park, where Dennis Nedry, the big fat guy, is meeting with the guy who has like the pork pie hat in uh, Costa Rica or wherever. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I got this shaving cream canister for you. Super secret. Quiet, quiet. Don't say my name. And Dennis Nedry's like, we got dots in here. See, nobody cares. Like, none of these Costa Rican people give a fuck about you. Oh. oh. Yeah. Just like Felix is waving it around, like, got a behavior tablet. Hey, do you want it? You want to try it out? And then before, he's like, no, it's hidden. And his friend is like, what the fuck do you have that? We're going to get executed. Well, I mean, it's hidden up until the point of, you know, letting it out of the box. At that point, it's just like, well, (laughs) it doesn't really matter anymore. But it's so secret, we got to keep it in the fucking locker on the top shelf where no one can see it and then he's like, here you go and hand it out and he's walking around with it we're not supposed to have those bro and then he's walking around with it pushing buttons on it and everyone else is looking at him like oh hey felix how's it going we're gonna see you later at the company barbecue yeah okay sure got my behavior tablet here i'm gonna hand it to the robot now edit yourself that's i i, I don't really get how or they was just... it all part of ford's plan I mean, you could argue. Oh, well, wasn't it Arnold who did the robot escape is what they were saying? I didn't really get that, actually. So maybe you can explain that to me. It, when Bernard looked at Maeve's like, narrative changes, it said the escape was done by Arnold, right? I, By the way, I laughed really hard when that happened. That was actually the funniest scene in the yeah. episode where like Felix is like, oh, my God, my robot... Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just like the part where Maeve's like, no, every, I'm such a genius. I edited all my personality stats. I used a trainer and updated my stats. And Bernard's just like, this is all part of a fucking narrative. You know that, right? And she's like, no, uh-uh. No, oh, yeah, uh-uh. I was laughing at that too because it's like, <laughs> I just was like expecting, you know, like after she like snapped the tablet, Bernard's like, yeah, that was that was uh, the next right, no, thing in there. Right, supposed to do next. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. So what I, I took from that is that Arnold had this plan to let the robots out because he loved them so much, and then Ford just... Went along did, with it. Huh? He went along with it. He's yeah, like, Ford just decided to run the, the batch file, just typed it in, hit enter, and let it go. I think he just let it go, and then he actually helped Arnold in the sense of, oh, I'm going to you know help your robot uprising by releasing all the robots into the forest and whatnot, because... If you actually look at his table when um, What's-Her-Face comes in to talk to him about retiring. Charlotte. Charlotte. That's her, You figured out her name? Okay, cool. Charlotte. I also uh, remember Teddy and Dolores. Good for you. Yeah. Um, 
But if you look at his table, it's actually a setup of that town they're in, mm -hmm. where they're hosting the gala, where all the robots are on the edge of town past the church. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, there's, you know, some people in town and whatnot, but you can actually see like all the robots are positioned on the outside of town, ready to hop out of the forest. But it must have reprogrammed them because they had all their brains drilled out. Well, they only Clementine had her brain drilled out. Everyone else was just decommissioned. I thought that was how they decommissioned them, was they drilled the brains. Didn't they do that to Dolores' dad, too? And that's why British writer guys complained to Charlotte, like, oh, I guess I can give him a semblance of a personality, but they fucking ruined him. No, he was saying, you have so much data of China being stored on this giant USB stick that I have hardly any room for a personality oh, okay. in here. Um, no, I thought they just, you know, decommissioned them and threw them in the basement. Oh, I thought they drilled them all. I think those are the only ones that, like, severely fuck up like Clementine was. Okay, that makes more sense then. Yeah. So Ford had to turn them back on and then upload a new program into them. Mm-hmm. RobotUprising.exe. <laughs> What's the first command in there? Shoot Ed Harris a little bit, but not too much? I think that was, like, sort of a thanks-for-saving-the-park-type thing to Ed Harris. I think that Ford gave him. It's yeah, like it's Ed Harris's boner moment. He's yeah. He's dead. like, oh fuck, they can actually hurt me. This is all I wanted the whole time. He was like, gonna come in his pants when he got shot. I think he did. Yeah, he was like, yeah. That's oh, why man. I was only, you know, waist awesome. up. <laughs> well, I also think that they probably couldn't afford to keep Anthony Hopkins around indefinitely. Well, that was one thing I read, and I mean, I know the next season isn't coming out till like 2018 or something like that, but uh. So I guess they'll probably be shooting next year sometime, and then yeah, I, I guess post production stuff through the end of next year to whenever it comes out, twenty eighteen. But um, it's like basically they're like leaving it open, so Ford could come back as like a host, is what some people are thinking, because of like the robots he was making in the field office out, his like secret field office. Maybe the Ford that died is the host version. That was the other thing I actually read because. They, ha they like, lingered kind of long on the shot of where, like, Ford is actually, like, just basically handing off the park to Bernard, where he's, like, shaking his hand in the church. So it's, like, what are we talking about? Or, like, they're, like, just hanging there a little too long. The f shake is kind of weird. Remember they said something earlier about the handshakes gave the old ones away, and he's in an old field office making old robots. So Ford is an old robot? Well, the Ford that got shot by Dolores would be the old robot. So there's a new Ford? With a no, the, the old Ford, who's an actual person, is you know just hiding out somewhere. <laughs> or he uploaded his consciousness into the little kid or something. I don't know. He's probably in that cottage with those other creepy robots that are his family. Yeah. He's probably just hanging out there. Playing the grandpa role? Maybe. Yeah. Bad grandpa. <laughs> grandpa who gets arrested by the police and you don't understand why he touched you in the bathing suit area. Yeah. He said no, it was I okay. I definitely don't think he's dead. I think that, that was it's all like part of a game that he's playing and that the guy the one that got killed is actually a host version of himself that he created. It's possible. Because we know he's made hosts of real people before. Mm-hmm. Like Bernard. Yeah, I mean, and if there's... if, Well, he said he spent a lot of time trying to like figure out how to make Bernard like Arnold. But if it's just a small little, okay, all you need to do is go out there, shake some hands, and then give a speech, that seems like a very simple task <coughs> that you could just be like, wham, bam, ba jam, and like have it done in no time. Right. I mean, on, you know, his level of things. So, what tragedy did he experience in his life? Probably losing Arnold. Okay, that's what he says. That that was his bad thing that happened. That he lost his best friend. But he didn't redo that for the robot version of himself. If you're right, because that's how Bernard became real. Is Ford made a little robot child and pretended to have him die. <laughs> Well, it's I mean, true. It's like some boys from Brazil shit. They shoot the dad right in front of him trying to make a new Hitler. What? 
never saw that movie? No. Boys from Brazil. It's I think it's Dr. Mangle who escaped. Mangala escaped to South America. I thought he was found dead in Germany somewhere. This is like or... a fictional. Oh, fictional? No, he got away, didn't no. he? Yeah, he, oh. he yeah. got away and he, he away. died in like Brazil or someplace. Argentina, Argentina. I think. Yeah. But this is a fictional story <coughs> that supposes that he actually like cloned Hitler and he's like trying to recreate the psychological circumstances that created like the Hitler's personality. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's anyway. Interesting movie. But I mean, one of the things he does is it's like, oh, Hitler's dad like died in front of him apparently, so we got to make sure that we kill these kids' father in front of them to, you know, trigger the Hitler genes. Mm. So Ford is like, all right, Arnold's son died. Well, we're gonna make a robot kid and dress him up like he's got brain cancer and he's gonna die. Well, I mean, Bernard wasn't a hundred percent like Arnold. He had a lot of similar things, and I think that's all he really wanted. And <clears throat> yeah, I guess. I just think that uh, if you're going to like make him real by ruining his life and torturing him that way, mm. you got to do it. Well, that's what he said. Like the, the robots with cornerstones who are like rooted in like deep tragedy are the ones that are the most realistic. So he's like, all right, no stops. We got to, you know, get the waterworks going when your kid dies and your uh, cornerstone there. <laughs> okay. I just think that the Ford robot theory is interesting. Hopefully it's true. I'd like Anthony Hopkins, but I'm afraid that it's like Game of Thrones where they rent, you know, scene bean for one season and they got to get rid of him because he's fucking expensive. Well, that could be it. I mean, really, Anthony Hopkins probably (laughs) drew a lot of people into the show just that wouldn't have watched it otherwise. So maybe they, maybe he did his job already and, you know, that's, that's what I mean. They got what they want out of him. And mm-hmm. imagine Anthony Hopkins isn't working for the fucking SAG scale rate. I'm guessing. Maybe he likes the story a lot. Yeah, okay. He's just right. like working for fun at this point, as old as he is. Uh, maybe. I doubt it, though. <laughs> Still have half a month in 2016. <laughs> they could ta- it could take him, too. <laughs> maybe they filmed all his scenes first. Like that great Christopher Lee meme. What? The Peter, why are we filming all of my scenes first image macros? Oh. Of him in the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> oh. I know. Disgusting, but... Funny. Uh, yeah. Tell you what isn't funny. I, I was disappointed in the, the Maeve storyline. Big letdown. She actually uh, chose to do her own thing, though, because, I mean, if you look at her little narrative thing, it said, like make it to the mainland. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. Getting off the train. But I think that was Ford's whole point. That's why he had a huge boner. It's because he was saying like that, you know, ooh, there's some things you're supposed to do, but then like talking about like the human connection or something, making the choices about it. And I think that was all part of his plan, which is really lame. Well, no, you saw his plan laid out when Bernard was looking at the little iPad or whatever tablet thing. Like he was, it said Maeve would, you know, recruit, coerce, right, break out, go and then the make to station. mainland. Yeah, go go to the train station. Well, there was a escape. make to mainland exe pretty much written right there. What was below that? It, it was the end of the thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. So make it to the mainland would be like getting off the train at the other side outside of Westworld. So, but she chose to not follow her narrative. So she actually went off script and you know found you know her voice right. saying. Don't follow what I'm programmed to do. Follow what I want to do. But the intercut that would Ford's like retirement speech where he was talking about like, you know, it's the, 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 the human connections and everything that you feel for other people that make you human and so forth. Yeah, so Maeve has a human connection to her daughter. Yes, but I, the way that it was cut to me implied that that was part of his plan. Like not that he sat down and programmed that, but like that was his intended outcome that Arnold may have intended for them to leave or wanted her to leave on the train, but Ford knew better, I guess. He had a better understanding of human nature. I don't know. Just fucking lame. It was like the explanation for everything in the prequels being like the force, the force willed it. <laughs> Anakin, he was born, I don't fucking know, because the force said so. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's kind of like, that's the best explanation you can provide. Mm-hmm. 
is the human connection, the power of love, and some Harry Potter shit. And then spore people in your blood veins. I don't think there are any spore people involved in this. Probably not. You don't know. There might have been. There might you don't have been. know, man. I do know that Teddy's a loser still. He starts the series as a complete cuckold and he ends it as one. Kind of. He just he stands there gormlessly while Dolores shoots Ford in the head. And she just like, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, Teddy. And he's like, okay, whatever you say, Dolores. And blows Ford's brains out. And he's like, what? Oh, shit. What happened? Yeah. (laughs) What? What a loser. That guy who kept killing me over and over, telling me to grab (laughs) knives and shit and stand in front of bullets while he's dead? What the fuck? I did think back to something that had bothered me. And I guess this is something I had just put out of my mind thinking there were two copies of this guy or something, but I guess this would be where the timeline split would have been evident. Now I remember is where the the Mexican crime lord guy, there's two of them. That would should have been a big clue, but I I just completely like ignored that. Well, in the past timeline that actually was the case because there was the one that was in that uh piranha place or whatever. Pariah, yeah. Pariah. And then there was the one that actually, you know, escaped on the train or was sitting on the train already or something. Oh, they were different? Yeah, there was actually two of them. Okay. So this is where I was confused because I guess they might have been doing that deliberately to play with your expectations about there only being one of each host. Mm -hmm. Because when he's on the train with William and Dolores and you still think it's all one timeline, then Ed Harris is sawing open Teddy's head to dump the other guy's blood in. Well, yeah, that was... In the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, like, oh, there's two of them, so why, I guess there could be three. Well, yeah, what I got was, oh, he somehow got the one that, you know, was left behind or something like that at the time. And then in the back of my mind, it's like, eh, there could be two timelines, but fuck that shit. It could be, you know. I hadn't read that theory at that point in time. Okay. So I was just like, oh, okay, maybe there's just, like, infinite copies so everybody can experience the narratives. Maybe it's like Disney World where the Mickeys can't be within sight of each other, <laughs> but there are multiple Mickeys walking around. What? <laughs> I know. I don't remember Fucking how many. Fucking liar. <laughs> There's only one. You're right. There's only one, and he knows my name and my birthday and my the, my favorite Disney princess. Okay? Go fuck yourself, Clark. <laughs> Who is your favorite Disney princess, Justin? Um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you either. I don't know who's considered a Disney princess. That's an interesting question. Probably Robert Ford is considered a Disney princess now. Wait. That isn't by Disney. I, there are some Disney. Is Ray a Disney princess? Probably. No, that would be sexist. I take that back. What? It'd be sexist, Justin. Come what, on. Ray being a Disney princess? Yeah. How? Only women can be princesses? Well, let's, it's 2016, so let's update our, our stereotypes here a little bit. If I had a dime for every gender. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a fucking rich man. <laughs> I'd have two dimes. <laughs> No, man, there are like 300. You would have at least $10. Justin dresses mm. up as Gaston and goes to Disney World. Dude, that guy is a baller if he watches YouTube videos. Tries to woo Belle. <laughs> You've seen those videos, right? I think yeah. we've talked about it before. But yeah. yeah, dude's fucking amazing. <laughs> Uh, well, it's fun. Yes. Be, I guess it's fun because, like, as a humanoid character, he actually gets to speak with people and interact with them. If you're in the suit, you're not allowed to talk. Apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, you're not allowed to talk if you're in one of the the character suits. You have to like just nod and shit. Right. You have to. to you have to use like motion and stuff to indicate things, and you know, you do a little dance and all that. <laughs> That's what they do. They're not allowed to talk to people. Because it's weird, too, because the way the costumes are, I think, like a lot of kids would get freaked out because the, the sound would be moving. coming from their belly or something because that's yeah. where their head is, actually. <laughs> what, they just don't have, you know, seven-foot-tall people in those costumes? They should. I know, right? They should My immersion robots. is ruined, okay? Okay. This is awful. I'm sorry to do this to you. If you really want to have a good time at Disney, you should just try to assault one of the Mickeys. You should get plastered drunk at one of the bars. Mickey will deck you. No, just try to assault one of the Mickeys. Try to pull his head off in front of the kids or something. 
Wow, that is it's mean. You'll get taken away by the Donald Duck security guards. There would be multiple Donald Ducks security guards? That would be Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> you try to assault Mickey, and Mickey, Mickey pulls your fucking head off. That's what happens. I think most Mickeys are probably pretty spelt string bean people in those costumes. You probably could beat the shit out of them and traumatize big, children. His big gloved hand gets right on your face. Oh, oh, oh. Tears your fucking face off. You I have red marks like in the chill. shape of his gloves around your neck. Yeah. Yeah. You could severely traumatize children <laughs> trying to drown him in a fountain. Fill the suit with water. Yeah, Mickey's just sleeping. He'll just grot you with his bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised more drunk people have an assaulted theme park. Like, Maybe I, they have like, they probably have like de-escalation policies for like, you know, people in Mickey's suit dealing with drunk people. No, it's because each... It's like, oh, just, you know... Kick away. out their ankles and, you know, <laughs> the fall in their face. Certain, there's only a certain number of characters that are out in the park <laughs> at any one time, and they all have, like, handlers that are watching. So you don't know where these people are, but they're watching. They're, like, in the perimeter somewhere of the characters. So if people start getting, like, really drunk or something like that or start being inappropriate, like, these people, these security guys will come up and just, like, stop the whole thing from happening because they're watching you the whole time. Well, as long as Mickey doesn't end up like Far 4, that's the important thing. Okay. Far 4? I have no idea what that is. The uh, the Hezbollah TV mouse from the Hezbollah children's show. Oh, I remember seeing some stuff Yeah, he about became that. a martyr, didn't he? Yes, he, he was beaten to death by an aggressive Israeli land acquisition guy. Oh. Who was screaming at him to give them the deeds to his grandfather's land. I didn't realize that. And okay. Far4 was saying no, and the guy was beating him to death, and then it cuts Woo-hoo. back to a little girl and reading off a sheet of paper saying, yes, my friends, Far4 martyred himself for us. Oh, my. Okay. We must kill all the Jews, and it cuts to commercial. <laughs> Children's television. Oh, God. Oh. That's why Westworld would be great, though, because... Well, I guess the Westworld that exists then, because now that the man in black has his boner Westworld, it'd be very dangerous to try to assault Mickey, because he really would kill you. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, even in the prior Westworld, they could still fuck you up and Depending give you some are, yeah. serious bruises, at least. And yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Logan's probably very sunburned. I don't know if he dies or not. I don't think he died. I think William just wanted to troll him. Well, I mean, it makes him look crazy, you know, riding into town on a naked on horseback, screaming something about William going nuts. It's like, oh, what? William? He's just the nice kid from down the street marrying our daughter. No, he's a fucking maniac. Rah, 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 rah. Maybe no, we're going to give him the whole company instead yeah. of you. You sound crazy right now. That that seems like not very believable, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, but he, William did say that he was kind of the guy... Logan was kind of a party boy psycho, I guess, in real life, too, so... Yeah. It'd be, like, his word versus... Confirmation bias to some degree, like... I mean, if he's already in, you know, the family to the point of, you know, oh, I'm going to marry your daughter and, you know, help run the company, you know, his word's probably pretty good, saying, you know, oh, your son is very unstable, and I don't think he can handle running a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. He says, like, uh, you know, Logan, like, you're impulsive and crazy, and everybody knows it, and I'm just going to go tell your dad, like, I don't think that you can handle it. You need someone else. He puts on the hat. Indiana Jones style. Yeah, exactly. Except there wasn't an older guy who stole the cross of Coronado. I don't remember the relics they stole in that It's in the beginning of the third one, where the guy who is like Indiana Jones gives young Indiana Jones the hat. I thought... They stole the Holy Grail. You're right, they did. And then they played with the dust, and it turns out that the, the Jew spirits and God weren't really into them playing with the dust. And they killed them. Yep. And then the Holy Grail is guarded by an old guy in a cave. Mm-hmm. No old man in a cave in Westworld. You don't know that? Ford could be hiding in a cave now. His other field lab? Mm-hmm. The cave field lab? 
Yeah, I don't know. I just wonder what season two is because one of the interesting things about the escape that we haven't talked about is where they the samurai. They, they burst yeah burst into Shogun World or Samurai World or Weeb yeah. World or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah. And there's just all like the, the the guys in the Shogun outfits fighting each other, and Maeve's like, "What the fuck is this?" And Felix is like, "Oh, it's really complicated. Don't worry about it." Well, I mean, the little after, uh, I don't know where you watched it, but um, like after the credits rolled, I watched it on HBO.com/slash/login/paying/customer.asc. Well, I actually did because I just used my dad's account. Um, <laughs> Um, but, like, after the episode ended, they had, like, a little, you know, interviews with uh, some of the producers, directors, actors, and whatnot. Yeah. And it basically said something like, you know, if the first season's control, the second season's going to be chaos. Okay. So it's going to be, you know, more Terminator, more of the robots versus, you know, somebody playing chess with robots is what I took from that. So, Robot Uprising. Okay, yes, but I'm just saying, like, it's interesting that there's, like, this, like I was saying before, you know, I said a long time ago, it's, like, Black Mesa, it's the big facility that goes Mm -hmm. on forever. There's Westworld, so apparently there's Japan World. How many other worlds are there? Where is Japan World? Because they're in the fucking desert, so that makes sense for Westworld, but do they have, like, a manicured Japan world? That's what I found kind of, yeah, I don't know. Five-level Shogun House thing? They remade Feudal Japan next to a big desert, in a big desert. Well, in Westworld, there is that one place where there's the ocean, where, you know, Teddy took Dolores at the end of Ford's, you know, new narrative that he was presenting. Or is that a lake? It was an ocean. Okay. Are you sure? Pretty damn sure, because I've never seen lake waves like that before, but... What if it's a sea? God. Anyway... You could have, you know, an island nation in the middle of that ocean, sea, whatever. There's some yeah. big seas out there that you wouldn't be able to see that coast. Anyway. That's what I was saying. It could be a sea. Is I, I think, I'm just saying, I think oceanfront property is just it's very rare. Hmm. Comparative to seafront property. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. Have an island nation there. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I, I just think that it's kind of weird that, like, if you have Westworld and Japan world, like, what, like we were talking about before, a medieval world, you got Roman world lurking around back there somewhere. Possible. I mean, it would be sort of strange to have your park address only be park one and two. It'd be three, four, five. But does that mean that Ford splits his time between all those places? Because he seems like he's really fucking busy with Westworld. So who's running Japan World? Well, I think he would. He's probably you know the sort of title of creative director of Westworld, along with you know engineer of all the you know robots internals and whatnot. What if the Ford who's at Westworld is a robot, and they're all different Ford robots running the different worlds? Man, there's anything as possible. With this show, pretty much. So. As it's interesting, I guess, that it's like Westworld, but then... Uh, what I find kind of strange is the fact that there was no mention of any of the parks up until that, you know, final escape sequence or whatever. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, in casual conversation, it's like, oh, man, these reveries are having a real bad effect. I mean, with the latest update we did, you know, it didn't seem to affect, you know, Samurai World, but we're seeing issues here in Westworld, so let's just talk about it like that. It's like they are completely siloed from each other the way they talked about it during the whole season until the end. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, sometimes we work on, you know, shit in Samurai World, just... Yeah, again, that's kind of confusing because when they run in there and Maeve's like, what's this? And Felix says, oh, don't worry, it's, don't worry about it. it's complicated. But he seems to know his way around Samurai World. Yeah. The guy at the front desk who they kill, who might have been a robot because of the escape plan, nods to Felix like, hey, what's up? I know you. Why are those people with you? Yeah. They never mention it ever, even when it's just the people who work for Delos are in there. That's what I found weird, but... Mm-hmm. Not even one time, not like, hey, Bernard, when you're done, you know, reprogramming Dolores, we need you to come over and reprogram. Yeah, you know, the people in Samurai World are having some issues, so yeah. can you, you know, spend a little time over there helping them out with their thing? Or maybe it's not even an operation yet. It's just like their prototype for a future different park. And that's maybe the reason why they want to sack Ford anyway, is to expand their holdings. 
Because Ford be. seems very obsessed with Westworld and Westworld alone. Could be, I guess. I mean, whatever the case, it still seems like that they could have mentioned it, even though it was just the people who work for Delos hanging out, like the board members or a Brazilian lady who got killed. But this is a J.J. Abrams overseen show, so they have to leave unanswered questions for you. They have to pose questions and then not answer them. I guess. To keep you wanting more. I guess they didn't even pose the fucking question, though. Could have been like, what about the other projects? What do you mean, the other projects? Bum, bum, bum. Oh, yeah, that's the new bum, yeah, bum, bum. Yeah, I yeah. forgot. <laughs> the other projects. And then, like, just faster and faster and louder until it's like. And different, you know, three second action pieces cut together with lens flare. Mm hmm. Actually, I guess now, though, it would be like... I thought you were going to say that piano. it's like a big metal block and the pieces start moving around no. and it says Transformers 5. <laughs> I learned my fucking lesson with that one in the theater. I got mildly excited about a, a, a movie with the moon in it and the Apollo landing and it was fucking Transformers. I learned my lesson about that. Never, ever get excited about a trailer ever in the theater but that actually, that is a thing we should mention. Transformers 5, uh, The Last Night or something. I saw the first trailer for it. Is it going to be the last movie? No. no. <laughs> the first of many. Oh, my God. And Remember, Optimus is a huge fucking sword yeah. again. And Optimus is the, he's the, the knight of the round table. He has the Excalibur sword, the robot knights with King Arthur, the robot buried. I really don't remember, honestly, because... I sort of purged that movie from my memory. That was from Jurassic Transformers. I honestly don't know if there was what it was the robot dinosaur one. Kind of Age of that. Extinction. Something about yeah. Age of Ultron. James went to Spader's the forest to find a yes robot dinosaur. Yes, and then he had a big sword for no reason. He was riding a T Rex. Okay. I take your word for it. We could go back to the you know. Piano smashing trailers, if you want. I really am okay with that. No. Does that pick up on the mic that da 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 you're doing on the table? No, it just it's symbolic of somebody hitting the key on a piano repeatedly. Okay. Just like the Dark Knight, my fucking favorite movie because of the dialogue. The Dark Knight uh, rises. It's Selena Kyle, Catwoman, saying there's a storm coming. Mr. Wayne, smash that fucking piano key. <laughs> There's a shot of Bane on the Capitol steps. Smash that fucking piano key. I didn't really watch Dark Knight Rises more than once, so I don't really remember it too well. I have a good memory for movies, which is unfortunate, so I can't watch them over again usually. I mean, I know generally what happens in the movie, so it's not going to be like as exciting as the first time, but it's like, I'll, I forget random, you know, characters have two lines. Catwoman was a little bit more involved in the movie. Was she? Yeah. I really don't then remember two her. lines. Okay. Anyway, my point being, like, you could have that version of Westworld, I guess, where it's just unanswered questions that are pointless and, like... Well, I mean, maybe since, you know, he was in a producer role, he uh, got the shit slapped out of him by, you know, the director and whatnot. I hope so. The writers. It's like, no, no, JJ, we really don't need this shit. Just keep bringing in the money, make sure everything's on schedule, and that's your job. Keep telling your friends in the finance world everything's good. Get it, JJ? Jar Jar, yeah, Jar Jar Abrams. I think he was probably just concentrating his bad energy on Rogue One. <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> yeah, Westworld season two is a long time to wait. But we have Game of Thrones sometime next year. Definitely so. not sci-fi. No, it is. It's um, it's medieval park. I'm afraid that we're going to have to run the same thing we do with a certain person who wants to talk about The Walking Dead all the time. It is not sci-fi. You know what? If Game of Thrones was revealed to be medieval world, that would be fucking hilarious. Oh, just wait for the winter winter, man. You don't know. I would die laughing if it was like the fucking Star Trek Enterprise ending or it's Commander Riker's holodeck simulation. Just, you know, tells, like, oh, so that's what it was. <laughs> tells, like, Jamie's about to stab Cersei and says, freeze all motor functions. And Cersei's just been some lady role playing the whole time. That would be funny. I'd laugh. It would be pretty funny. 
Yeah, when's your when's your boy gonna finish his next book, Justin? I don't know. You don't know? I I've sort of been avoiding his blog because it's just depressing hearing him talk about the Giants or Jets or whatever team gets his dick hard during football season. I can't remember. Whatever distraction he's fueling his there uh, are, procrastination with. There are literally Warcraft. people that track like football teams wins and loses to the progress he makes on books and has shown that when his team is winning that he gets books done quicker. Yeah, it's just like the same thing with like they show like Woody Allen doesn't write or direct as many movies when the New York Knicks have a good season because he's fucking obsessed with the New York Knicks. <laughs> cool. He also married his own daughter, so, you know. I'm not using him as an example <laughs> wait, of virtue, wait. just of like the output compared to, you know, how much sports you watch. No, I'm agreeing or, with you. Yeah. So I, I'm, he's probably occupied banging his own daughter, too. Like, he's got stuff to do. It's his adopted daughter, so it's, it's, oh, le- that's, it's, it's oh, legal. that's cool. That's cool, then. That's fine. That's what he said at the well, marriage license you adopt office. daughter, right? When the clerk was like, oh, you want to get married to your daughter you adopted? Well, you got to fill this paperwork. And he says, I will make it legal and filled it out. Okay. Well, actually, that's probably a good pathway for one of our friends to ever, you know... <laughs> Get with a woman, so maybe we could uh, forward that to him. I mean, you could, you, there's no age limit on adoption, Justin. You could adopt somebody way older than you. Hey, could I like literally adopt someone who's you know like forty or something and be like, oh, this is my daughter now? You could adopt somebody who's a hundred five. Oh, okay. It's really weird. <laughs> it's always so sad when you know <laughs> your children die before you. <laughs> Parents weren't meant to bury their children. No. <laughs> you just throw some dirt on the 119-year-old lady's coffin. <laughs> you can just write it off as that, you know, they identify as like adopticans or something, and you're you're just respecting their identity. Or so. It's genius, though. I, I really... Like... I don't know, actually. It would have to be some sort of tax loopholes. Like, would you rather... Would it be better to adopt someone or, like, get married? Oh, no, that's that's why I read this thing about this guy, this millionaire, like, a couple years ago who tried to do that exact thing. Like, his wife, he tried to... uh, He tried to, like, legally adopt his, like, second wife or something like that so that he could pass his fortune on to her and cut out, like, his ex-wife or some shit like that. And... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was really, really strange. But they shot him down in court. But that's what he tried to do. That's some real sci-fi there. <laughs> yeah, it's because your your ex-wife can probably take a fourth share of your estate, which is like one-third or something. I can't remember. So she gets some anyway. Ford could have told you all this. As I get the sense he's gone through a few women. <laughs> Just a few. No, he only dates hosts. So he's taking the anime body pillow to the yep. next level. That's right. That's the whole reason why Arnold and him started the park. <laughs> like, you know what are great body pillows? They were giant weebos. And <laughs> so Arnold's kid fucking died, so his wife wouldn't bang him anymore, and Ford could never get laid, so they had a master plan to bring their pillow goddesses to life. Yeah. Okay. That's the real story here. And their parents bought them Wild West, like, Sheriff playsets his kids, so they were like, "Oh, that's fucking great! Let's do that." Somebody poison the water hole. Well, maybe it's like, <laughs> well, maybe just like their early investor. That's it. He's he's Andy grown up. That's who Fort is. <laughs> oh God, he has to recreate his, his toy obsession. Oh. <laughs> it's a great Disney tie-in, right? For when HBO buys Disney or Disney buys HBO. Yeah, let's yeah. go back and watch every episode and look at you know Ford shelves and whatnot and look yeah, for yeah, that yeah. little Woody Sheriff figure. Woody, yeah. Look for the yeah. Look for the uh, the Pixar hide-ins there. Yeah, yeah. like a... the little pizza truck bullshit that they hide in everything <laughs> they do. PizzaGate. <laughs> Pixar's in the child sex ring. We're not. Going they're there. they're hiding the pizza truck in all their movies. Whoa. No, did you know a DC pizzeria one time served pizza to some people in politics because it was a local pizzeria that delivered? They must be smuggling children in the basement. Of course. Logical <laughs> logical jump there. Logical jump. <laughs> they got a walk-in freezer. I mean, what would you use that for other than hiding children to smuggle in your sex ring? It's not like you use ingredients or anything in a restaurant. Because you got to keep children cold for when you 
Right. You got to freeze them to death. That's why you have sex with them. You don't, you don't freeze your tomato sauce or anything. Fuck that. You got to freeze the kids. That, that's why they have a freezer, which connects to tunnels with the reptilian people. I read the theories, and the reptilian people have shown up, so I was pretty happy about Arr, that. I hate George Soros. <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> I don't know if he's down with the reptile people, but it's like, yeah, the tunnels connect to like the underground super subway, like hypersonic subway Oh, no, 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 no. He's definitely down with like the Denver International <laughs> Airport stuff. <laughs> that being like the giant like doomsday survival but, place. But that is where all the missing children are supposed to go is under the Denver International Airport because that's where the reptile people eat them and stuff. So Comet Pizza is connected to that underground network through their tunnel system. And FEMA camps. FEMA camps. It's they collect <laughs> the children at the FEMA camps and send them to Denver for processing and then send them out to the different pizza parlors. But what are all the plastic coffins for in the FEMA camps? <laughs> Do you, they, your children are dead, so don't look for them. <laughs> See, we buried them. <laughs> I just want to watch an episode where it's, it, they show him that, like, you know, oh, no, these are actually for planting plants. These aren't for bodies. These are You put them in the ground, and this is what you... That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I would like Alex Jones to be in Westworld. <sighs> Him trying to pick apart the conspiracies of what's like George Soros is doing this. Everybody's a fucking host. That's why <laughs> he's going to go out into the real world and think everyone's a fucking host. So he's going to go around like stabbing. That's, that's his what employees. I thought. That like if you got that crazy in Westworld that people didn't know who the hosts were, it would be like an Inception when like you, he doesn't know whether he's dreaming or not, and his wife kills oh, herself because right. she doesn't, she can't distinguish real life from the dream. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it's um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You don't know who's a host. Somebody could replace somebody with a host, and you have to, I mean, how would you know? You'd have to wait like 30 years to find out when they didn't age. Yeah. Or, you know. You could always reskin them every couple years to that's true. play up the aging process. Well, if they're fucking yeah. Dolores, yeah, you just put a different glove over them. Right. <laughs> that's all it was, apparently. Yeah. Looked pretty real to me, and I didn't hear any gears clicking when she was moving, but... As soon as you open a little hole in her skin flap, it's, it's like, like click, 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 Dubstep. Hey, that would be great. Dubstep is big in films. Really? Yeah, it's it's a real big thing. It's, uh, the, the villain of Batman v Superman, the blob monster, played Dubstep and had a laser light show coming out of him. I still don't watch it. I'm not going to. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> Did my discussion of Pizzagate give you an aneurysm? Yes, it actually did. So I don't think I can talk anymore. Okay, that's fine. That's a fucking retarded theory, though, by the way. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever fucking read. La Rosa's must be in on that, too, because there's multiple locations in different states in the Midwest. Do you, do you think they're smuggling kids? There's pizza locations everywhere. Did you not see this before? <laughs> there's a Domino's in every town. It's, it's Your neighbors are into it. How would you not know? It's a worldwide conspiracy. Remember we got Domino's in London that one time when you came to visit me? Oh, my God. Fuck, they could have had a kid on that moped. They could have been delivering him. They were making a delivery to the Russian mob yes. afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. What do you do? Like, you put a special comment in, like, the, oh. the order comment section, like, please bring a toddler. No, it's Thanks. a code. It's the, yeah, it's a code. a code. It's oh, like a coupon yeah. code you put in. <laughs> No, it's the, like the you discounts know, been applied to your order, but like, it increases the price. Like check for kid or something <laughs> in all caps. You know how like news outlets sometimes run those stories about you know like oh texting in your kids or whatever. Yeah, the ones that have like these ridiculously long like fourteen letter acronyms or whatever. Yeah, but you have that for you know picking up you know your child from pizza places. So you put that uh, in the like additional instructions area, and it's like, all right, you know, I want a five to seven year old, you know, male child. Fair skinned, you know, blue eyes, black hair, type right. stuff. And when they put out those advertisements on TV that say like, you know, kids eat free or something like that, that's like a subconscious. That's like a trigger signal to all like the pedos out there. They're telling them that the game is on, and that we're cool. Like, we're cool here. We're up, you know, like we're we're gearing up for the next month to do like a huge promotion and stuff. It's like so get so get it while you can. So. Do you think that if you put on special glasses, like all the pedo guys have special glasses they put on, they go to the restaurant and the kids menu is actually like printed holograms of like the actual kids menu you can read I'm like oh they got a five-year-old brazilian huh and, oh. all right oh. so it's like they live with roddy piper <laughs> right 
I'll take a large pasta, please, with five meatballs. Consume children. <laughs> That'll be twelve ninety five plus tip, sir. Just the tip. Sales tax. <laughs> Sales tax. And suddenly your pizza bill's four thousand dollars. Yeah. You pay only part of it in cash. We done. Oh, <laughs> you I pay for the, you pay for, for the I pizza. I could talk about this forever. No, it's you, so fucking you, stupid. You pay for the pizza with the credit card, oh. and then you pay under the table with cash for the extra bitcoins. 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 Yeah, for the, you pay for the toppings with bitcoins. Schedule your order ahead online. Sorry, we can't fulfill that request until five thirty next Thursday. Anyway. Setting Pizzagate aside, difficult as it is, mm, dark really matter. Dark. dark matter. Dark matter. That's what it's called. Dark matter. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, that makes it easy. 